What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTB Ravens Media, bringing you Ravens content every single day. If you want to stay up to date Ravens content, make sure to hit the subscribe button down below and hit the notification bell as well if you want to get notified every single time we upload a brand new video. Now, this is also going to be a podcast episode, so if you're listening on the podcast platform, check out the YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube and you want to see what the future segments will be, you can check out the full podcast episode already. It's already going to be live, um, so make sure to go check that out as well. This video, this podcast episode, this segment is going to be related to combine, you know, performers, combine dominators, the combine masters, the guys that had a strong showing. And we're going to be talking about them, their combine performance, and then their connection to the Baltimore Ravens. And if the Baltimore Ravens should draft them, will they draft them? All those types of things. Now, you know, we want to specify that there were more guys than this. We will make more videos and we will definitely tomorrow will also be performing. Um, coming out with a, a video talking about a lot of the HBCU, um, you know, combine standouts because there were some guys that really stood out from HBCU. So we definitely want to bring them up, um, you know, in their own video and stuff like that. But, you know, three guys that we'll be talking about today, Jordan Davis, Trevor Penning and Nick Cross, all guys you know, a lot of Ravens fans have going in mock drafts to the Ravens. So we'll be talking about them. Let's start off with Jordan Davis. Now, quickly, I'm going to run through his combine and his stats. Jordan Davis, we all know the big boy, six foot six, 341 pounds. He's not a quarterback, so hand size doesn't matter, but 10 and three inch, three and three quarters inches. Um, and then, you know, 34 inch arms. He ran a 478 40 yard dash. If you guys have not seen that video, that is an impressive, impressive video. Um, you know, he is a D tackle, uh, but he shows that athleticism that shows up on tape as well. 32 inch vertical jump, fantastic. 123 broad jump, very solid. You know, he, he was known to be an athletic freak, but, and I was like, okay, I'm thinking he'll run a little bit under you know, a five, a four, seven, eight. That's unbelievable. He, he shattered my expectations. Joshua, what are your thoughts on Jordan Davis? You know, the, the big boy out of Georgia. I mean, just think about it. last year. He did, he did score a run, run, uh, a rushing touchdown as well. So, you know, that just, you know, uh, it speaks on his athleticism, what he brings to the table. I mean, we all know he's a freaking nature. If you didn't watch that Georgia defense, you should have, you should have watched it. And you know when when he got his hands on you, it pretty much was a wrap. And he know how to run down quarterbacks. So you know finding someone in the interior to chase down the uh, quarterback, and you got to adopt you away on the outside. That would be that would be a match made in heaven. But do I feel like the Ravens should make a pick? Should make that uh, pick at fourteen? No, I do not think so. Um, the reason I say that because we still have a Justin Matabike and also a Broderick Washington. Isaiah Mack, and even if you bring a jelly roll that showed a lot of effort in a lot of plays last year, I mean, you have interior guys on this on this team, on this roster that can bring a lot to the table. And I feel like with Justin Matabike going into his, uh, I guess his, we can call it his junior year, his third year, I feel like he's going to bring he's going to bring a lot more to the table. And also, let's not forget the Clayus Campbell reunion is not off the table as well. So you may have him back. So you know. As much uh, as I love what he done in the combine um, and what he brought to the table, yeah, his stock then gone up even higher than it was before. I don't feel like at fourteen we need to go make we need we need to take that pick that high. Yeah, when when we're talking about Jordan Davis, I think we're both huge fans of Jordan Davis and his game. I think we're both we both think that he will be a very solid NFL player. That you know, that's not the question with Jordan Davis. The question is, 
is a defensive tackle, a nose tackle, worth a top 15 draft selection? When you're looking at the Baltimore Ravens roster, if they had one need, right, and it was they need a D tackle, you absolutely go Jordan Davis, right? Like he he is the D tackle, all mm-hmm. right? However, when you look at the Ravens roster, D tackle is not the biggest need. It's not the second biggest need. It's not the third biggest need. It is like a small, yeah, they could improve there type of need. Because we, like you brought up, Joshua, we have Justin Matabike. We have potentially Calais Campbell. We have Jelly Roll Justin Ellis. We have, you know, potentially bringing back Derek Wolf. We have a lot of D linemen, you know, that we can substitute in and out. Now, if the Ravens were to do something where they trade back and they have multiple first round picks and they're picking at 20 and I don't know, 20 and 25 randomly, I don't know the teams. I don't think that would be possible, but let's say they do. Then going for a Jordan Davis and filling a massive hole, if they were to go after a tackle or, you know, a a bigger position of need, I would actually be pretty okay with it because then our first round pick will still be getting someone that, can be at a a bigger position of need. But the big thing about Jordan Davis is I believe he will be a player that can contribute right away. I I think day one, he can be your starting defensive tackle, no matter where he's drafted, unless it's the Rams and they got Aaron Donald Um, or, or, you know, a team with like a superstar. Like I think he could play starting from day one, but that's only playing about 35, 40% of the snaps. The Ravens need a guy with their first round pick. They want more production out of him, right? You want a Rashad Bateman type of guy, a guy that can be out there when he's healthy every snap, you know, a a Lamar Jackson, right? Lamar Jackson, boom, he's able to play. Now the Ravens didn't want to play him his rookie year. That's besides the point. But overall, you want that initial experience to come out. We don't want to draft someone that can't play consistently. And this isn't a knock on Jordan Davis. This is just his position is is less valuable in the NFL today than it was 10, 15, especially 30 years ago. Like Mm -hmm. how many Vince Wilforks do we see in the NFL nowadays? Not many. Like, I mean, we got one. His name's Brandon Williams. And most Ravens fans want Brandon Williams gone because he gets paid a lot of money and he can barely be out on the field. And he's still a good player, but he's not as needed in the modern game. Jordan Davis, freak athlete. The Ravens would be a better defense with Jordan Davis. But they could be an even better defense if they drafted somebody else. You know, if they went after, you know, there's so many different players that we could go. But my assertion is if the Ravens trade back and have two first round picks, I'm all in on Jordan Davis. I am all in on Jordan Davis. If if we hear the Ravens have traded pick 14 for pick, I don't know, 19, and then we traded, you know, two second round picks or whatever to get pick 25, I'm like, we're sitting there at 19. I'm like, draft Jordan Davis. Just like we talked about Adafi Owe and Gregory Rousseau, don't draft him unless we sign a Justin Houston because we need to fill that need. Yep. So that, that's my take on it. What do you think about the whole trading back? Because I think we're in agreement on if we only take one player in the first round, don't have it be Jordan Davis. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if we was to find a way to get uh, get ourselves back in the first round and we did, you know, with our first pick, draft Jordan Davis, 
we will also have to draft another immediate impact player. And, um, you know, so because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we just called off all the different names that we have in the interior D-line. I mean, as much as a Jordan Davis will look good in a black and purple, and, of course, like we, like McConnell said, and I'm, I'm agreeing with you, it's nothing against him. He's going to be a household name. I mean, especially if he keeps on working at his craft and become becomes better and better. And, you know, maybe he could be somewhere in Detroit, you know, a, a team that really needs someone that can really uh, make a push or maybe even a Washington type of team. Because I did hit, I did hit the commanders uh, supposedly are willing to give up five first round picks for Russell Wilson. It's crazy, crazy. But that's what I saw some rumors around. But um, <laughs> wow. We would literally had to find our find ourselves back in the first round to you know draft a corner or either get ourselves a, a offensive a offensive tackle you know for me to be okay with us drafting Jordan Davis. Yeah, I I think we're both in agreement right there, guys. Let us know what you guys think. You know, I know there's some people in the comments. We see it, um, you know, in the mock drafts and, and in the live streams. A lot of people are big fans of Jordan Davis. You know it. Let, give us your thoughts on Jordan Davis, you know, in the comment section and all the things like that. We want to hear what you guys have to say um, about him, about his combine. What did you think? Were you surprised? Were you were you disappointed? Did you think he'd run faster? Did you think he'd, you know, did you think he'd be stronger? Did you think he'd he'd be more athletic? I don't know. You know, maybe you had extreme expectations, but you know, let's move into the next player, the next. You know, combine standout, especially the most linked, the most mock drafted player to the Baltimore Ravens, including Todd McShay's mock draft, was Trevor Penning, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. Trevor Penning, six foot seven, 325 pounds, 10 and one eighth inch hands, a little bit smaller than Jordan Davis's, um, and then 34 and one quarter inch arms. In terms of the combine stats, ran a 4.89 40 yard dash. Man, did we see a lot of uh, very athletic offensive tackles. Very, very athletic offensive tackles. I think it was an NFL record for most tackles or most offensive linemen running sub five um, 40 yard dashes. Nice. Vertical, dunk, vertical jump, 28 <laughs> inches. Broad jump, 111. Three cone, 725. And a 20 yard shuttle at a 4.62. Joshua. What are your thoughts on Trevor Penning, the, I would say, consensus number four offensive tackle in this draft behind, um, I think, Akeme, I believe is how you pronounce it, his name, you know, Evan Neal and Charles Cross. Um, honestly, I feel like Trevor Penning, you know, coming to us will be one of the best things to happen. Do I feel like he's a 14th? Um, is he worthy of that first round 14th uh, pick? No, I do not. I mean, for the simple fact that, Everyone is literally crucifying him because of the way he plays. He plays aggressive. He plays like an old-style offensive lineman. And honestly, you know, we need that type of aggression. We miss that type of aggression. You know, if we could uh, find a way to bring back a Ryan Jensen and also have a Trevor Pennant on the right right, uh, on the right on side, uh, protecting Lamar, me personally, as a quarterback, I'm happy. Because you know why? I got to, I got I got some guys on my line that's gonna that's willing to fight for me and you know gonna have my back and also you know when we run the ball and everything they are gonna maul. I mean we all saw we all saw the uh, the senior day um, films. Yes, sometimes he did wait for the uh, edge rusher to come to him, but when he didn't, 
he threw the he he made sure he saw that uh pancake all the way through. And you're not seeing that a lot. You're not seeing that a lot um in today's uh game of football. And you know, he brings back that aggressiveness. So I think that may um harm him in a way of being drafted out the first round. But if he falls to the second, you know, if Trevor Pennon, Darius Kennard, uh, Daniel Falahi kinds of fall to that uh to that pick to us in the second round, I think I would take Trevor Penning. Yeah, Trevor Penning, I like that you brought up, you know, the Ryan Jensen. We we need some maulers. You know, we got Ben Cleveland. I yep. he he's a potential mauler. Um, but other than that, Ronnie Stanley, Ronnie Stanley is a fantastic player. One of the best, he, I think he's the best left tackle in the NFL when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. He's not as much of a mauler, though. He, he's more like a, I don't know, a technician. Yeah, technician, um, finesse type of guy. Yeah, we need some guys, especially with Lamar Jackson, that when Lamar gets hit, right? Remember when Joe Flacco got hit on Thursday Night Football by a Kiko Alonso? Who was there flattening Kiko Alonso? Ryan Jensen. That was the the beautiful long red locks of Ryan Jensen, you know, getting in that fight. I want to see that, right? When you have a quarterback like Lamar who takes, we all know he takes so many hits that are unnecessary. Not, not because Lamar's outrageous, but because like it's late hits and you know, he's out of bounds. Guys are hitting him. I'm, I'm not trying to say it's like Lamar's fault. It's like they don't get flagged for some reason. And we need someone. That's going to put guys in their place. I like it when an O-lineman stands up for his quarterback, and Trevor Penning is that type of player. He, he, and then also, I was shocked at his athleticism. I was not expecting him to run very well. I was not expecting him to be nearly as athletic as he ended up being. And I think that definitely rose on my board. I do. I think I'm with you. I'm not 100% in on pick 14 drafting him, but... He is a player where if we traded back, I am okay with taking him in a trade back scenario, even if we don't have another first round pick. Um, you know, honestly, I would be I would be really content with a Jordan Davis Trevor Penning first round. That would be that would be fantastic, honestly. Um that would be a different that would, that would definitely be different. You know what? I'm gonna take it a step further. Trevor Pennant reminds me of Orlando Brown Jr. If Orlando Brown Jr. produced those same type of um statistics in his combine as Trevor Pennant, just think about where OBJ would have landed. You know, top 10. Very much so. And then look what Kansas City just did, you know, before the free agency really started. They are franchise ta- franchise tagging him because they know what he brings to the table. They know how he's beneficial to their offensive line. So, with that being said, finding another stud, you know, that is way more athletic than him, that has you know a better a better uh, a better footing. Um, he does have to get he does have to get better in his pass pro. I will admit to that. But you know, once he engages and attacks you, oh, it's game, it's game over. And we've seen that. If you haven't watched some of the senior pre uh senior uh uh senior bowl um practices, go ahead and watch them. Yes, he did get beat, but on some on, on, on other occasions, he talked this he taught this talk and also backed it up. And he also pancaked dudes, even though one time he did throw the guy in into the quarterback where the quarterback should have stepped up. <laughs> Let's be real, but you want a guy on your offensive line that is going to always be uh, a hostile, nasty type of guy that's always going to protect your quarterback, that's going to protect your running back, and but by all means necessary, 
he's going to beat down his opposing the his opposing defender. And honestly, you know, I know Miles Garrett. I know he's I know he's a, a veteran. He knows what he's doing, everything like that. But if if we draft Trevor Pennant, I would love to see you know Miles Garrett lined up against him. You know, and 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 Trevor Pennant just using his athleticism, his rawness, and just going straight at uh, Miles Garrett. I would love. I would look. I would love to see that. Yeah, we play in the AFC North. The AFC North is the most physical, trench-based division in the NFL. Absolutely. We're losing it a little bit. We are losing it a little bit. However, if the Baltimore Ravens want to have success, I think they need to bring it back because the Ravens are a run-first team. Cleveland Mm -hmm. is a run-first team. The Steelers' questions at quarterback, they have Najee Harris. They may be a run-first team. The Bengals may be a pass-first team, but they still have Joe Mixon. But it's all about winning the battle up front and with the edge rushers, right? You know, we have the Bengals. You know, we we don't know exactly what it'll be next year with their edge, but they have some good guys. You know, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, not Aiden Hutchinson. Wow. Um, I hope they don't get Aiden Hutchinson. That would be very unfortunate for us. Uh, potential number one overall pick. Uh, Trey Hendrickson. Um, Sam Hubbard. You know, two really solid guys that really played well for them this year. The Ravens, Adafi Owe. You know, potentially the Ravens draft another guy. But Adafi Owe proved to be he's a, a big-time player. T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney. Physical, physical front sevens with elite linebackers, right? You know, Patrick Queen, uh, Bush, Logan Wilson. Wilson. Right. Yeah, there's so many guys that we need guys that can step up to them and be physical with them. So mm-hmm. that our quarterbacks aren't the ones taking the blunt of it, and it's the linemen. Yep, because who was it? I think it was one of the fastest uh, linebackers in the um, AFC North outside of Patrick Queen, Awasu, that actually chased down Lamar and uh, nicked his ankle. So uh, we need somebody to, you know, to chip those type of guys. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it be, give me a, give me someone 6'7", that got to reach, like Trevor Pennant on the right-hand side, you know, he, yes, he'll be another developmental guy like a Orlando Brown Jr., but still, you'll be able to get a good four or three years out of a potential, you know, out of a potential guy that will end up being in a Pro Bowl, in my opinion. And the thing about it is, remember when we had Orlando Brown Jr.? The problem was we couldn't pull him. We couldn't shift him across the line because he, he just wasn't athletic enough. He couldn't get around. He couldn't, yeah. you know, kick out and get that extra block. He couldn't get downfield. Trevor Penning can do that. I'm not saying right away he's going to be better than Orlando Brown Jr., but he does not have the weaknesses that Orlando Brown Jr. have has. He's a little bit more raw as a prospect than Orlando, but you know, so that's the difference. But overall, the Ravens, if they could get him to the level that they want him to be at, he could be a, a Pro Bowl player, like you were saying, Joshua. I, I do really like Trevor Penning. Yeah, like well, let's put it like this. Point blank simple, Ravens flock, TTB family. With Greg Roman still as our offensive coordinator, you need hybrid Swiss Army knife type of linemen, uh, mobile linemen, physical, physical linemen, and you also need hybrid uh, weapons. So if we're going to run 22 personnel, we talked about it many a times. You will you will want to find another tight end. Me personally, I like the wide receiver out of Southern University, Marquise McCain. 6'3", 235 pounds. You can put him in the backfield because he actually working to uh, play tight end. And you also can, you can also open up the vaults and have him line up in the slot 
and he can be, you know, your slot receiver and give you yards at the catch and also take the hit and give the hits as well. So if you're going to keep on using Greg Roman's offensive scheme, you have to now pick players. You have to now draft players and use players to their actual potential so we can be a winning team because right now he's not going nowhere. So what what's the best thing to do? You start bringing in more different type of hybrid players so they can be better in this offensive scheme. Yeah. We can't keep complaining about Greg Roman and trying to get new pieces when we're obviously going to keep Greg Roman. So Trevor Penning is a guy that would work great with Greg Roman. And I think that's huge. All right, let's get into the the final of the original three combine performers, the dominators, the the combine masters, whatever you want to call it. Our guy, we have been drafting this guy in mock drafts. We've been talking about this guy on stream. This is our guy at safety. Yes, sir. Maryland's guy at safety, Nick Cross. I'm kind of disappointed, man. I, he he was almost too good. He was almost too good in the combine. Like. You know, he, he was our, like, sleeper safety that we're like, oh, we can totally snag him. You know, maybe a fourth-round guy even. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, he ran a 4-3, 4-40-yard dash. Now, he's on everybody's radar. Mm-hmm. So disappointing that he's exactly who we thought he was going to be. But, um, you know, going over his statistics, 6 feet tall, 212 pounds, 9-inch hands, 31-and-a-half-inch arms, 4-3-4. 40-yard dash, a 37-inch vert, and a 130 broad jump. Nick Cross is an absolute playmaker. He is everywhere on the field. One of the most athletic players in this draft. Joshua, what are your thoughts on Nick Cross? McConnell, I told you he's been working out. He's been working out with somebody that, you know, we, 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 we've been talking about that he gone to it. He went to HBCU. We'll talk about him another day. You'll all find <laughs> out about him if y'all don't know about him. But, you know, uh, those Merlin guys, I'm going to be real. They have been making a real push for the past couple of years. Um, Darnell Savage. Um, who else we got? In the we league? got Diggs. Stephon, Stephon Diggs, you know. So these guys are coming in by the bunch, and they're making things happen. So, you know, to finally get these diamond and the roughs out of Merlin because, you know, being a being a guy from Baltimore, yes, Baltimore, Maryland. I had watched Maryland football. I've seen the days when uh, Ray Lewis, little brother, was the running back, Keyshawn Lattimore. Um, you know, so I seen I, I watched it. I watched Maryland when uh, Torrey Smith was there at one point. Laquan Williams was there at one point. Um, gee, I forgot who the I forgot who the quarterbacks were. But either way, you know, see these guys actually be able to you know, get their names in the spotlight and get their names out there and be able to be NFL ready. Yo, this is dope. And, you know, and um, being a, I think Nick Cross is actually a three-star recruit going to Maryland. And I think he is actually from Maryland as well. Yeah. Um, right. Like literally on the outskirts of DC. He's from uh, Bowie. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce it. So <laughs> Bowie. Oh, good. Bowie, so I mean, Makes makes more makes more sense. Um, and they and honestly, Bowie, P- Prince George's County, um, Oxon Hill, they got some ballers out there. They definitely got some ballers out there. I give them their respect when it's due. So you know, being able to see this young man really blossom and flourish, and he even tweeted out um, before the combine 
you know, wait till you see my 40 time. So he knew he was up to something. So, you know, if he becomes a day two guy, hey, I'm not mad at it. He earned it. He deserves it. Um, I feel like, you know, he would bring a lot of range and depth if we do not bring in a Tyron Matthew. Um, and his IQ level, the dude, the guy is smart. And we need someone else in, in, in the backfield, you know, besides Chuck Clark. I know I know everybody going to say, yeah, we got Brandon Stevens. Yeah, but Brandon Stevens is a project. Right now we are in win mode, green light. We need everybody to step up and, and, and answer the call. And right now I feel like Nick Cross would be that type of safety that will answer the call and also not only answer the call, but also be a playmaker. And we've been – We've been suffering since 2019. We don't have any, we haven't had any playmakers. And the secondary has been ailing. And you need someone else back there, but uh behind Chuck Clark that's not always looking confused, but knowing where they at and you know making things happen. So Nick Cross, I would love for you to stay in Baltimore, stay in Maryland and be a raven. <laughs> yeah, how many times you know have we wanted Maryland players and the Ravens don't get them? It's a lot. A lot of times. This is one that I feel like they can't pass up. And no longer is it like, oh, it's like, I mean, I really wanted Stefan Diggs. I remember when Stefan Diggs was coming out. I wanted yeah. him so bad. Um, obviously turned out to be a great player, but like the Ravens don't like to go flashy. This is defense. The Ravens like defense. So I feel like th- there's high potential that they do draft him just on the the frame that he he plays like a Raven. Yeah. He he attacks the ball, he hits hard. He makes plays, and he's a hard worker. All of those things are going to help him get into the door in Baltimore. Like, that's what the Ravens are looking for, right? They're, they want to be – look at who they drafted recently. Adafi Owe. They drafted Patrick Queen. You know, they drafted um, even an Anthony Averett. Anthony Averett ran an amazing – had an – amazing combine or pro day. I can't remember if he ran the combine or if it was just a pro day, but he, he performed greatly um, in his athleticism. You know, Brandon Stevens, just a pure athlete. Yep. The Ravens like athletes because they're trying to attack the ball. They're trying to be physical. And that is exactly what Nick Cross can bring to the Baltimore Ravens. And so I, you know, this is a guy that I think if we got him in the third round, I'd be really happy. I would not spend a second round pick on Nick Cross. Um, but I, I would love to get him in the third round. If we could get him in the fourth round, that would be even better. Um, that would be unbelievable if we got him in the fourth round. I, would, I think that would be a steal. But, um, you know, th- th- that's my thoughts on him. I mean, we, we've we talked about him so many times. You know, he, he's just a phenomenal player um, that I'm really excited to see in the NFL, hopefully playing for Baltimore. But he's very athletic. I, I'm happy that the combine reflected, um, you know, the tape. And so I think that's a really good thing because sometimes guys play fast on the field and then have a poor combine and some guys have a great combine and then are terrible. Yeah, definitely agree. I mean, you know, honestly, if he does stay around day four, fourth round, just think about it. What if we got, what if we got two Merlin guys? Another gym that uh, people probably haven't heard about or don't know about. The sneaky combine master, <laughs> not even planned to talk about. I don't. I. I, I can't even pronounce his name. Cheese. Well, I, I know his last name is Aconquo. Yeah, Aconquo. Yeah, we can go with that. 
Um, yeah, he ran a four five two forty fastest tight end. Um, I would love to get both of them. I think they would both be fantastic. Oh man, keep them in Maryland. Absolutely, keep them in Maryland. All right, Joshua, do you have anything else to add on our guy Nick Cross? Uh, not, I don't have any more, man. He, you know, his 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 talent, his ability, and his uh, combine day spoke for itself. Absolutely. All right, guys, let us know what you guys think about all the prospects that we brought up. Let us know other players that you want us to talk about. We will talk about their combine performances, their scouting profiles, all those types of things. And if you want to check out the podcast, do that as well. Thank you, everybody. We'll see all of you again next.